Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. everybody how you doing well that's good you're listening to broad street hockey radio that's right bsh radio my name is bill Matz. i'm your director of fun and games for the evening We've got a doozy for you today uh maybe our most handsome show ever no not just because i'm going mustache only now it's uh it's because patrick sharp's here <laughs> so let's get right into it flyers have been making some moves uh, on and off the ice we're gonna talk about them and dad's not home that's right, no Charlie today. So we're going to have some fun. Let's lead it off with the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. I'm going to make my entire personality saying that Patrick Sharp isn't handsome. <laughs> I feel like that's all anybody but ever why? says. I don't, I don't want to stop it. Okay. All right. So we're, <laughs> we're not leaning into the handsome. No. We're going to lean into competent. Probably not that either, but. Right. <laughs> Although, I don't know, maybe he's really smart. I don't know, if, I know fuck all about Patrick Sharp. I know that he went here I, for like one year and then he was gone because Ken Hitchcock hates goals, so. Right, like does he actually count as a former flyer? Like That's, I guess he, he does. He went here. He did, uh, he went here. He did, but like no one's gonna go, oh, Patrick Sharp, remember the flyer? Like no 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 he's a he's a fucking Blackhawk right but to be fair like Danny Breer is kind of a saber and Keith Jones is kind of not a flyer well, either Keith like, Jones his connection here is he saved Eric Lindros's life and then was on the that. broadcast team forever and like That's made fair. like he made his second home here like his post career was Philadelphia Breer he just had all the playoff success here he gets mm-hmm. I. I don't know if he has Mark Messier joint citizenship where it's like, oh, he's an oiler and a ranger. Like, he's both. Like, I don't know if if Briere is that, but he's definitely got some buffalo. But he's a flyer. Like, I'm really just being an asshole, and I don't no. really know why. Like, Patrick Sharp... I, you know what? I support that. <laughs> like, Patrick Sharp played... 78 games total here over three years between the regular and postseason and then got given up on completely and then broke out in Chicago. Like, our relationship to him is, hey, don't you wish he was a flyer? Not, like, not, oh, remember that game where he, like, the (laughs) only game I remember him in, I can name two. There was like a game at the end of the 04 regular season when everyone was hurt and he scored a goal off the faceoff because everyone was looking up at the Jumbotron because like all the hurt flyers were waving because they're (laughs) all out concussed. Like Ronick (laughs) and Primo and one other guy are all like in the owner's box like, oh yeah, we definitely don't have brain damage. Hello. And everyone's looking up and Patrick Sharp scored a goal off the faceoff and the (laughs) Ottawa brawl. Like that's it. 
I can oh, remember yeah. two games that he played in. Yeah, Patrick Sharp is like your sixth grade boyfriend, not a guy that you actually dated when you were an adult. <laughs> that's that's great. That sounds exactly that's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're you welcome. can still count him as an ex-boyfriend, but, but not really. Not yeah. really. <laughs> and Steph Felicious D, Steph Driver. Hey, everyone. Uh, two quick announcements. One, you'll notice that this link for listening to the podcast is just a little bit different than what you've seen in the past. And that's because we're now part of the Believe Podcast Network, which is owned by Westwood One. Um, and that's something I'm really excited about. So we'll see some some big, big, exciting things with the podcast, but we're not going anywhere. Flagship and Flyperbole will remain the same, and we're just going to have a lot of fun with it. And the next is our draft party, which is June 28th at 6 p.m. Did I get the date right? Sounds right. Perfect. Everyone's nodding at me. June 28th at 6 p.m. It is going to be our biggest and best draft party ever. Uh, Details on that to come, but we are going to have um, some really cool attendees that are not just us. Promise. And that's really all that I have this week. We've We've been working... We've been working on the back end and making sure that the Broad Street Hockey podcast experience is good for everyone. Speaking of working on the back end, I just now remembered to hit record on the video. So, uh... You're doing amazing. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a butt stuff joke. <laughs> gotta I... work, on the, bu- Come gotta on. work on the back end, fam. Come on. We're classier I... than that. Not me. No, I prefer the, the, so, the poop jokes. So believe it's not believe like steve believe it's believe it's it's spelled like sleeve but it's not it's believe (laughs) we're gonna work on that with them as our new partnership grows and evolves (laughs) i i just i can't i can't imagine anyone seeing it that way and going oh believe like it's i'm really happy with the offer laid out the deal that we struck with them Seems beneficial for both sides. Everyone over there seems great. Real happy to be working with them. That's that doesn't say believe. You guys, they listen to the shows. <laughs> they actually listen. Oh my god, I love them. They do. I'm Jesus. not even joking. No, like I'm I'm real excited to be working. Like, listen, they li- they're gonna actually sit down and listen to one of our shows. That's wild. It's cr- they're already way ahead of our former partner. <laughs> who's yeah, never once true. heard who never Miles. once heard one of our shows <laughs> in fucking eight years. <laughs> we're doing amazing. But yeah, this is a partnership that we're all I'm really just, excited really about. Excited. Um you're gonna it's... see you're gonna see some more cool stuff, but what you've grown used to with Broad Street Hockey, none of that's none of that's changing, none of that's going away. Kelly and I are gonna split some more of the checking out the competitions than we had last season. Um but yeah, our content is going to remain the same. Post game might be Hot on diggity. YouTube. We got to figure there, there's no like Spotify live dying is really it sucks. That's like there was yeah. there was no comparable thing to that. Like there are, but like everyone has Spotify. They understand Spotify. They have it. Like this is something it's like some other VoIP thing that no one's ever going to use. So, like, there's no perfect replacement for Spotify Live, but we are efforting so we can get back to the... Well, I am, uh, minimally. I don't know if we can call it efforting. Every now and You're then I throw... You're thinking about it, which I is I throw in one. a Google search, 
Like it's it's months <laughs> away. We'll get this figured out. Yeah, we'll get Fa- fast forward to game one when I'm like, guys, how do we do post game? Uh, so, just, to, just we will figure it out in the preseason, like we always do when we're panicking and scrambling. Uh, anyway, I guess we'll start with the uh, with the actual show now. Um, so Patrick Sharp is here. He has uh, been announced as a special advisor to hockey operations. Some have described the role as similar to what Danny did for Chuck. Uh, now. He is Patrick Sharp is the Danny to Briere's Chuck Fletcher. Oh, I hate that comp- comparison already. Uh, he's going to focus on the young players. My first question was, does he really count as a former flyer? Like he's here. He's here because of his relationship as a broadcaster with Keith Jones, not because he once played for the Flyers 20 years ago. Right? Like it's, it's not as yeah. if. Like Danny Briere is here because he signed a contract with the Flyers in the summer of 2007 and that's that's why he is qualified for this job. Patrick Sharp is qualified for this job cuz his homie is the president. Like I'm not okay. saying that's I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying it's not because he's a former Flyer that he's hired. So real quick though, I I might have to challenge you on that because I'm fairly sure this organization is is doing a fucking bit. They just hired John LeClaire to be special when? advisor when? right uh, now, what? six minutes ago. Apparently they announced it about six <laughs> okay, minutes ago. I, I, I um, take it back. Never so mind. they're they're doing a bit. <laughs> they're doing a bit. They're just running it back with all old alumni. Okay. Much like is... our like like Charlie O'Connor always says, you have to respect commitment Official. to a bit. Official, we have named John LeClaire to the position of special advisor to hockey operations, which is exactly what I just said the role of Patrick <laughs> Sharp is being called. Uh, Jesus Christ. Flyers Professional best friend to the general manager. I'm just, here for it. Uh, this, is, I'm, so, this is the funniest shit. They are doing a bit. There's no other bit. They're doing a bit. <laughs> And, and I, now I need now I need to ask the question that I meant to ask previously. So special advisor to hockey operations. Our general manager and our president have both played hockey, right? Like we know that they're hockey men. They are those. So what are Patrick Sharp and John LeClaire now going to advise Danny Briere and Keith Jones on when they haven't really been in front offices, but they've been on the That's, ice. Like they I keep just don't hiring people who don't work in front offices. <laughs> it's a new era I just, of orange, William. I I what are they advising on? Are they advising on hockey culture? Because I gotta tell you, w- w- that's not something that the Flyers are short on. And also, they know. They know. Patrick Sharp might maybe not be the best guy to talk to about him. Also, that I wanted to bring that up at some point in the Patrick Sharp conversation. Um, there are varying uh, allegations, reports of who knew what in the Kyle Beach situation with the Blackhawks. There is, there has been a couple former players who've said. Oh, everyone fucking knew. Patrick Sharp knew. Patrick Kane, like, threw out a couple of names. 
and Patrick Sharp was among them. And as the veteran, like one of the vets there, you'd expect him to be one of the leaders. I don't know. I don't know who knew what. It is something that I really hope is asked at some point. Uh, You're not going to get a straight answer because you'll never get a straight answer concerning anything that has uh, litigious potential. Um, I, I wish, like, Patrick Sharp might be real good at this. There's a, like we always talk about, there's a real big pool. Could we not pull from the pool of guys who were involved with the Blackhawks in 2010? Can we just yeah. not pull from that pool? Like not, that's a very small pool too. Like, you know, it's avoid all twenty five of those. Dudes. Like we can let's get all the goddamn former flyers in the world. Apparently, <laughs> but what if this was Justin Williams instead of Patrick Sharp? You know, <laughs> just a thought. That would be a lot more cool, in my opinion. Um, does, is Rocky still here? Rocky Thompson. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Balboa. Now, Rocky's still here waiting to take his shirt off and fight somebody, so maybe it'll be Patrick Sharp. It might be Patrick Sharp. So now we've got two people from that era, and that just makes me nervous. It just makes me nervous because what are they... This is the question that I want asked of them. What are they going to do to prevent, to actively prevent another harassment and assault situation i don't i don't care what they did in the past i want to know what they're going to do now to prevent that from happening to somebody else and none of them are going to be able to answer that question no i'm going to ask it i'm going to ask it anyway but they're not going to be able to answer it this is one of those things where like all of us know the answer I think in our souls. Yeah, nothing. And that answer is like nothing and also uh I don't really think any of them. I mean, what's that what's that guy's name that made a comment about it recently that played for that team? I can't remember. Some like no, fourth line plug nobody. Anyway, I, I mean, I have a feeling that all of them share the well, why didn't he do something about it while it was happening? Like that whole vibe where it's like I don't know. It's it's all very gross. And I think that we all know that the answers, like, if you got truthful answers out of any of these dudes, it would probably be gross. And yep. yeah. so asking the question is just, like, it's performative for everybody. Like, we could ask the question, but we and know we're not going to get a real answer. And then they could give an answer, and we know it's fake. And, like, it's just, like, it all sucks, no- really. There's it's, nothing yes. about it. I don't want to say nothing, but there's very little you can do to prevent such a situation. Um, I would say, however, when you find out about it, you do something and then maybe don't give them a recommendation yeah. for another job. Yeah. Like yeah. in the exact same role. That would be yeah. like where you start. But I like and that's that part is unfair to Patrick Sharp. Like he they didn't fucking call him and say, hey, would you hire this guy? Like, you know, <laughs> That that's, I mean, there, that's there's other like people. So, yeah, there's like so many things to think about in this situation. Like, if you really wanted to, you could probably talk yourself into thinking about like, okay, well, is a guy like Patrick Sharp, like, is he scared to speak out about it because you don't want to be the guy that rocks the boat and like you don't want to be the guy in the organization? Like, you know how these guys are. Like, the group thing is is crazy, and so like you could 
plausibly talk yourself into thinking like no one did anything because any everyone was scared to do something because they didn't want to be the guy that got sent to the AHL for being a dickhead and you know what I mean like it's all like it's all fucked up but it's like not even just these guys and so you really can't blame Patrick Sharp but also you can because at the end yeah. of the day like you're human they all did nothing human beings like you know what's right and what's wrong and like if you didn't do something because you were scared of fucking up your own career like can i sympathize with that a little but also no that it's not good but like that's that's like why it's on guys like patrick sharp Patrick Kane, Jonathan Tate, like the guys who clearly nothing mattered but winning and losing. Like, so the guys who win them all the games, it's kind of on them to do, to say, like, step up. That's a great point. Do, and because, like, it's the guys who are that fourth liner that their, their career is also in jeopardy. Patrick Kane's career, Patrick Sharp's career, these guys, career never in jeopardy. Like, yeah, they're really fucking good, you know. It, like, I, it's just a shitty, like, it, it's just one of those things. That's why, like, hire from any other pool. John yeah. Declare, awesome, way to go. I don't have, Great. I don't have to then discuss this bullshit. Like, it, it's it's uncomfortable. It doesn't make for a fun podcast. Our listeners like would much rather us do John Leclerc jokes right now, like. <laughs> but it's something that if we didn't talk about, I'd end the show and be like, "We fucked up." Like you yeah. have to, do, like you have, have to. to do it. I, I, I'd feel guilty if I didn't, and you know, having nothing to do with the situation would feel guilty not at least bringing it up. You know, <laughs> so that's another like, how did you just live with it? But whatever, um. Uh, we can't hammer this forever. Um, I mean, we can, but like, it's pointless to go on and on after we've stated our point about it. Uh, wish, wish they would just hire from a different pool and hope he is asked about it until he says something of substance. Um, yeah. he won't. So yeah, that's kind of what that is. Mm-hmm. I'm just now perusing the uh, Leclerc thing. I clicked the uh, the tweet. Um, where'd this go? I'm yeah. perusing some reactions, and and everyone seems to be on the same wavelength there where the Flyers are doing a bit now. They're doing Leclerc, a bit. Leclerc 53 <laughs> will work alongside Patrick Sharp and will be involved in all aspects of the club's hockey operations department with a strong focus on player development with Flyers prospects cool all right so that's so we now have, two we have because... we have sharp who is a prospect that was given up on because ken hitchcock doesn't like young players and the Four team goals. was also like the team was fucking stacked like let's let's not act as if they gave up on a guy who was like oh no and his limited ice time is killing it like mm-hmm. They they had a whole bunch of really good players, especially at forward. Like, if Patrick yeah. Sharp was a defenseman, it would be like, oh, probably could have used him in 04, you know, when, when, when we completely ran out of defensemen, and the forward we moved to defense had his brain scrambled by Darcy Tucker. Like, w- but that's that's not, you know, he was a center, and we had Jeremy Roenick and Keith Primo and a whole bunch of them guys. So, regardless... Um, and then the Claire who was 
developed elsewhere. I mean, I guess you could say he came into his own here. He went from a 20-some goal scorer to a 50, uh, but you know, won a cup with the Habs, was developed elsewhere. So we, I guess from outside the Flyers' bubble, both these guys are, right? So one thing that's good about this, in my opinion, is that it kind of suggests that Briere, and I guess Jones as well, I'm assuming that he's involved in these kinds of decisions as well, um, recognize that there's a serious problem with development in this organization. And they've brought in two guys who were highly skilled, dynamic offensive players to hopefully listen, William. They, they. I mean, relative to what no, listen, we do now, I, Bill is um, making such a face. Right John Declare, John Declare, in uh, thirty-seven games his first year with the Flyers, scored twenty-five goals. He then went on to score 51, 50, 51, 43, 40. Uh, before the they should injury. probably hire Eric Lindros to stand next to him for the entire length of his career in the Flyers yeah. front office. That's exactly yeah. what's going to happen next. Watch. I'm into it. I need Watch. it. I need That's... Eric Lindros in the front office with Bob Clark, just like every day, <laughs> like fucking rubbing it That's... in his face that Eric Lindros is there to make decisions and Bob Clark is there to hang out and drink free coffee. Like I need that <laughs> dynamic to exist. For my mental health. That's, so, I need please. I need Eric Lindros to completely negotiate all of the deals, and then John McClare just sends the facts to the league. <laughs> That's uh... there you go, perfect. <laughs> That's it. That'll do it. But yeah, no, no. I'm I'm with Kelly though. So Patrick <laughs> he was, Sharp, he was very is, good. Patrick Sharp is being described as a focus on young players. John McClare has a focus on prospects. All right, so. The entire team is going to be focused on the young players and prospects, which we know because the old dudes probably won't be traded. here. Yeah. They're all getting traded, yeah. which is not bad. But I think they're also preemptively stra- strapping us in for a bumpy season where they're going to be bad, but we're focusing on the young players, which well, listen, we all expected. That's good. And like... I expect Travis Konechny to be back. I think I expect Carter Hart to be back. But outside of that, people can talk all the shit in the world they want on Kevin Hayes. The team will be worse without Kevin Hayes. I know this because the team can't score and he can still score. Like, (laughs) it's going to be even more difficult to generate offense next year. And unless... Like, Owen Tippett takes another step. These young guys continue to get better. Maybe they will. We're, they're certainly investing in, in player development. So uh, maybe these guys take a step forward. But it's good that we're preparing for this situation. Like, we are prepared to put all of our eggs in the draft and develop basket. And we're making these hires. Whether they're good hires or not, I have no fucking clue. I have no idea if John LeClaire knows how to develop prospects. Um, He played. He was once a prospect himself. You know, his first couple... He was on an awesome team that won a cup his first couple years in the league. And then all of a sudden he went from scoring 19 and 20-some goals a season to 50. So... I guess you could always develop guys by putting a generational talent next to them. But also, like, he had to get better himself to be in that position. So, well, I, I don't I don't know. 
If well, you none of these see. guys have if, any if track slap, record. If we slap a generational talent on yes. this team, they would be infinitely better than yes. they are now. Yes. That would be cool. Like, I, I, there's no, like, does it say anything about what John LeClaire has been up to? I, I, uh, Where has he been? He's been Where coaching, in the world has John LeClaire been, been a, other than... Uh, he has been coaching. Do you know the um, three-on-three basketball that... like? Oh, like, he like, is doing that! He's he doing the three-on-three three three. ice hockey. Yeah. He's coaching uh, for three ice... The exhilarating, fast-paced, family-affordable three-on-three professional North American ice hockey league. That's quite uh, which, a description. Yeah, which will be heading to Hershey's Giant Center on Wednesday, July 5th. Uh, and the season-ending Patrick Cup Championship will be at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia on August 12th. So, it seems like Field they trip. hired him to promote the fucking three-on-three ice hockey league. Is he going to finish out his tenure uh, like Keith Jones did? Is he still it says we'll continue to we'll continue to coach this summer for three ice. So God bless. I, Good for him. Are the Flyers going to buy a <laughs> probably three skater ice hockey team Fly- because Philly that gets feels... a three a three listen, skater team before they get a a, a women's team a women's well, listen, team. Listen, <laughs> I when when the Sixers do eventually get their arena. It'll probably open us up to a lot more stuff like this. Like, uh, one of the Sixers owners recently was quoted, like, they asked him about bringing in a WNBA team to Philly, and he said, listen, to do that right now, I'd have to enter into another lease with the Wells Fargo Center, and I hate the one I'm in currently, so I'm not going to do a second one, Uh, but when we do get our arena, it's something I would look into. Um... The Flyers themselves, Comcast, will be looking for new tenants. You know, <laughs> they don't want an arena that's empty all but 41 days a year. And because the playoffs are, you know, a ways off for this team, it's not like they're going to get that. It's literally 41 days a year. They're going to be looking. So maybe we will have something like three ice, a women's hockey team, a women's basketball team. These things are all in, like, the near future, I would say, be- just because of the situation suddenly having two professional arenas. I... I... I think they're really going to get that arena. I just can't imagine they're They're going to get gonna. something. Like, they're not going to remain tenants at the Wells Fargo Center forever. Now, is it going to be in, you know, t- is it going to be 10th and Market? I doubt it. It doesn't seem like that's going to make it. I always thought that that was a a location they knew they weren't going to get so that when they moved to Camden, it's like, we tried, but oh, we yeah. did our best. But I don't yeah. know. I have no idea how it's all going to work out. I'm not a city planner or an urban developer or a person who has any understanding of how most things work. I'm a hockey podcaster. So just my guess. That's always just been my guess. Um, but yeah, John LeClaire. Uh, three on three ice hockey coach. That's that's what he's been up to. That's uh, the expertise that we're bringing to this to this Philadelphia hockey team, which I actually I think could be a lot of fun because they could they could all play with some more urgency and some more speed, and that seems to be the whole three on three. Dude, you know what? There is mo- methodology. There's, there's a solid some- chance all of this works. You know there's, there's like a non-zero chance. I I really I accept 
I accept that analysis, Steph. Like, he's been coaching the three on three. We need to be more dynamic, more skillful, more fast, and more fast. Yeah. Faster. You gotta be more faster. Yeah. And he's been coaching in a league where that's the uh, that's the whole point. So maybe there's something. Right. Maybe there's something to that. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's something there. Like that, you know, who could play with a little bit of a sense of urgency? Anyone on the Flyers? Maybe any he single can person. Convince uh, John Tortorella to stop going two D one forward in overtime because that <laughs> maybe literally never works. <laughs> I like based on what his blue line could look like this year. Uh, he might have to go three forwards. That's the way. <laughs> like, it's going to be Let's Cam go. York. Like, guys you can actually play in three on three. <laughs> Cam York, Travis Sanheim, the end. <laughs> That's the whole list. <laughs> the end. That's the list, folks. So, I, I'm, I'm sure, like, they're, they're going to make some moves and have some defensemen who can actually skate. Uh, I just, like, as the lone defense. That's the problem, is, like, Rasmus Ristolainen skates well enough. He can't be the lone defenseman out there. Like, you have to have a second. And so, only three guys on the ice. They have, they're going to go one forward. They're just... Good. Uh, you know, Good. The roster needs to be shit, and it's going to be shit. Good. It would have been nice if they went into this season, this past season, with that idea. Let's be yeah. as bad as possible. Uh, maybe have a chance at one of these generational talents, but they will be picking seventh, uh, almost the exact situation they were in uh, draft picks wise when they ended up with Konechny and Provorov, who infamously aren't quite good enough to build the team around. Uh, <laughs> aren't quite good just, enough. And the like, 22 is better than uh, the seven in yeah, that scenario. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that again, fam. I'm glad we're running it back. They got Claude Giroux. (laughs) They got Claude Giroux at 22. Uh, Zach Wierenski was there for the taken at seven, and they went with Provorov, and Wierenski went eight. So it's not like it's impossible. Uh, We'll see. I don't know. You just got to not fuck it up. It's a deep draft. (laughs) It's a deep draft. That's all we got to keep telling ourselves. (laughs) So there were some more changes that in the front office. Oh, yeah, let's do that ad break thing. We have a... We have partners and sponsors again. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed their little vacation from ads. I certainly uh, hated it. We're going to start making money from the podcast again. That will be great. I can stop eating my dog's food. Um, (laughs) Now, you see, I do it because he Sometimes dog food is better than people food because it's now all human grade. I'm just saying. My dog eats nothing but what Ava and I eat. And I am left starving because the dog gets everything he wants, so I then have to eat the dog food. It's not because we're poor. Uh, <laughs> it's sterile, and I like the taste. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to break for an ad here. I hope you all uh, enjoy this, uh, this advertisement for a product and or service. All right. We are back, fam. Um, yeah, so... Everyone's least favorite front office person that nobody has any idea what she does, but we hate her anyway. Val Camillo is gone. Well, she'll be gone on July 1st. Not we, the royal we. Not we, the three of us. Yes, I mean, listen, you two, you say it, and it's like, well, of course they think this. People hate Valerie because her name is Valerie. 
Like, she's a woman. Because her. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. She's a woman. Like, well, there's a woman in the Flyers front office. She's the problem. Everything's fucked up and there's a woman there. Obviously, she did it. Like, the article about her stepping down on July 1st, I just, where the hell did it go? I had it. Uh, Okay, Camilla has been with the company for the last five years. And the timing isn't great. Like, that's when things, that's when shit really did start to fall apart. But she doesn't have anything to do with hockey ops. Not a thing. Uh, Been with the company for the last five years, heading up business operations for the Flyers in the Wells Fargo Center. She has also served as an alternate governor of the Flyers. Two of Camillo's primary responsibilities have been leading the $350 million transformation of the center and spearheading Comcast Spectacor's plans to develop the South Philadelphia Stadium District. I like both of those things. I the think building those are, looks fucking yeah. great. Wells Fargo Center looks like a new arena, despite it being built in 1996, which was yes. not 10 years ago. It was like closer to 30, apparently. I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't anyway. buy it, but it's what they keep telling me. I listen to all these podcasts. That hurts my feelings. I know. Please stop. I listen to all these podcasts that do retrospectives of like things from 25, 30 years ago. And it's like they're talking about the wrestling I grew up on now. No. I'm like, no, get the fuck out of here. That wasn't 25 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. Sorry. 10 years. And I'm like, oh, no. I've been been out of high school like 15 years. Shit. Nah. Nope. That hurts my feelings. We're not going to talk about that. mustache isn't even ironic. I'm just this old now. Like this is just how this is just how I look. Uh, yeah. So, like, if we're gonna talk about how long we've been out of high school, no, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. So uh, Val's gone. So all the uh, everyone out there, I guess, can celebrate the the banishment of. All right. Well, she's so gone. here's here's what I have to say about Val Camillo. The team is going to be worse off for her not being here, and I know that nobody actually wants to hear that, but. Val had such great ideas for the business side of things. And if you take a look at the Flyers as they've been for the last five years, the only side that's been humming along and doing well is the The business business operations. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's why they haven't thought a rebuild is necessary because they look at the bottom line and go, ah, it's probably all right. That's the only yeah, explanation. Maybe she should have been worse at her job. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the or only explanation. Like, the Wells Fargo Center, if you look, the assembly room is gorgeous. Like, it's so much fun, and she did that. Um, she was also dedicated to bringing a women's hockey team to Philadelphia, so who knows if that's even going to happen now. Um, it sucks, and everyone talks a lot of shit on her because she cleaned up the front office. And by cleaned up the front office, I mean literally got rid of the grime and the dirt and the grease on the floor from the good old boys club where they were just walking around and treating the Flyers front office as their own personal country club in every single connotation that that could possibly mean. And that's what they were doing. And Val said, no, this is a place of business and we're going to conduct business here. And all of the good old boys got real mad about it, which is why they talk shit on Val Camillo, because she, the woman, said, mm, maybe no more scantily clad women in this business office who do not work here. What a bitch. What, maybe no more open it's for morale. containers yeah. on the job. Like, maybe we treat this office like a business office, and they got mad about it. Specifically, 
another podcaster who you all listen to got real mad about it mm-hmm. is all I'm going to say, which is why everybody believes that Val Camillo is so hated because people got really mad at her when she cleaned up the front office. They have and, named yeah. some, uh, some other... I just totally blanked there. They've named some people who moved up in the organization to kind of fill yeah. in the blanks where where Valerie uh, is leaving. Uh, Blair Listino will serve as chief chief administration and financial officer, a position that oversees finance, HR, business admin, community relations, and Flyers Charities. She will also assume the role of chair of Flyers Charities, has been named an alternate governor. Uh previously held title of executive vice president and chief financial officer of the Flyers. Todd Glickman, been named chief revenue officer. John Master, formerly senior vice president and legal general counsel, has been promoted to chief legal and strategy officer. Uh, Like Listino, has been named an alternate governor. Phil Laws has been promoted to president of the Wells Fargo Center. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of... uh, whole bunch of moving and shaking going on on the business side of things these are all we come to know these some of these people's names and it's for stupid reasons usually i.e val camillo um end of the day no one's gonna like anyone who has anything to do with the flyers unless they're a good team like that's what it comes down to they suck and so people are mad and they're gonna find something to be mad at and it's usually gonna be displaced anger do you know who you should be mad at? The hockey operations people. But no, we get they get mad at the fucking mascot because he's the mascot. It is not Gritty's fault that the team is bad. You know, we, we all love the Philly fanatic. The Phillies have been mostly shit for 170 years, but that's not the fanatic's fault that they've lost 11,000 games. <laughs> you know, it's because they've been run Yeah, but run the fanatic's poorly. not new, so. No, yes, exactly. New and the Flyers not. don't need those damn gimmicks. They They're the bullies. Gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. People come to the they arena for the kids. hockey. They don't need kids liking the team because kids have infamously seen the Stanley Cup winning team from 1975. Sure, yeah. You know? Like, they have a real yeah. reason to like this team, yeah. the youths. People under 30 have definitely seen a successful and fun Philadelphia Flyers hockey like, team. No, I was, <laughs> I, I was talking about this on the air a couple of weeks ago, and... Like, one of my producers was saying he has a 16-year-old nephew or cousin or something, and he asked him uh, if he remembers the 2010 team. And the dude goes, no. No. And it's like, you don't even remember the 2010? What? How are you a fan? What are you a fan of? You've never yeah. even had good times to keep you sucked in during the bad times. It's been Not nothing one. but bad Hello? times. Let me tell you, I have absolutely convinced myself that I am the Flyers' curse because I became a fan in 2011. Many people are saying this. Many people are saying this, no. that I am the problem with the Philadelphia Flyers, and I might be. Well, like, I, They might not be wrong. Well, Val Camillo's gone, so uh, they're going yeah, to have to direct now, their so anger at someone. We're fine. Luckily, there's they're, two of you. They're just going to be good again. Well, actually... <laughs> Not a lot of Actually, people this is just Bill well, and the woman talking. The woman. Mush, mush together. The, if the girls. Once we, if we, are the we going to start posting? Are we going to start posting the videos? Like, if we post the videos, will people know? No, no. 
when Kelly we start and I are both wearing glasses right now. We're the same person. Well, when we start posting videos, there's just going to be more people calling us ugly because that's what people do to women that are oh, yeah. on the internet. So it'll be- Look at our reviews. It's going to be really so fun. so much about yeah. how we're ugly. It's going to be great. It's like- We don't even we're have- We're not wrong. We don't even have, po- we we're don't not even have videos though. How are yeah. they reviewing your looks? It's an audio you know. format. Because we don't sound pretty or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. It's the one that they but always anyway, go for. Speaking of, speaking of women and reviews, please give us five stars. And by please, I mean do it right now. Right now while you're listening, yeah. I don't want you to listen to the next Press 30 pause. seconds. I want you to give us a five-star review. You could probably do it. know that it helps. You could probably do it while you're listening. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because we're like 19th. Anyway, we're Val like, Camillo. We're like 19th in the U.S., but somehow we're number one in Italy, number one in Sweden, like number two in Australia, I think. But we need to get them U.S. numbers up yeah, uh, amongst go. hockey podcasts. So uh, hook us up with some five-star <laughs> reviews. I, it, they, they tell me it helps with that old algorithm. Uh, do. Yeah, so Val's gone. They've moved some people up to replace her, varying roles. There's moving and shaking going on in the... Uh, both the hockey ops side, they brought in John LeClaire. Yeah, we're here to talk about Patrick Sharp, and they hired John LeClaire when we hit record. So that's a, <laughs> that's a fun surprise. And then on the business ops side, there's shit going on. But there's also things going on with the actual players on the ice. Uh, yesterday, the Philadelphia Flyers announced the club made qualifying offers to forwards Noah Cates, Morgan Frost, and Ollie Likesell as well as defenseman Ronnie Adderd and Cam York, according to man, GM uh, Daniel, Daniel Briere. No, it's Danny. I'm sorry. Stop this Daniel shit. The Flyers did not make qualifying offers to forwards Evan Barrett and Kiefer Bellows, nor Who? defenseman Wyatt Wiley. The fuck is Evan Barrett? Evan Barrett is 24 years old from Bristol, PA. He went to Penn State. He was pretty oh, good. One of us. He was pretty good in the ECHL last year. Fifty points in forty-six games. Only played two AHL games. He did record one assist. Uh, but he's a twenty-four-year-old ECHLer. I-, I guess Evan, they don't need the next. Uh, yeah, I guess they don't need the next. Um, Hayden uh, Hodgson. Yeah, Hayden Hodgson. That's <laughs> what, exactly. <laughs> they don't need him. Uh, now we're Wyatt Wiley played 131 games with the Phantoms over three years, recorded 35 points. Uh, Kiefer Bellows had 10 points in 12 games with the Phantoms. Three goals, zero assists in 27 games with the Flyers after they claimed him off waivers in late October. Um, it was worth a shot. That sucks. I really thought, I really thought they found something in Bellows, and he just... Mm. Was not it. And they he, took like, him right before What's-His-Face went on waivers. Tara Vinen. Not Tara Vinen. Um, the guy we were supposed to draft instead of Morgan Frost. What's his name? Oh, Eli Tolvanen. Tolvanen, yeah. We could have had him. Close enough. But no. Yeah. But no. We got I mean, they still could have. They, they have a lot of guys who aren't very good. They could have waived someone else. Yeah. Not fair enough. <laughs> but You're not wrong. Uh, Bellows, it... Man, there were just times he showed some flashes with his puck handling and his shooting ability, but three goals in 27 games. Like, he's just not that good. It was worth a shot. It was a good waiver claim in terms of, oh, he's one of these dudes who just can't quite seem to break through, get an opportunity. 
We have nothing but opportunity over here. Let's see how it goes. Uh, John Tortorella doesn't seem to have liked him all that much. There didn't seem to be a whole lot there to like. He's a skilled player who doesn't score. All right, what does that leave you? Very little. Uh, Wyatt Wiley, AHL defenseman, draft pick a few years ago, and then Evan Barrett, ECHL guy. Not a ton there. They also told the contract of Ivan Fedotov, so if he ever does decide to come over, uh, the Flyers maintain his rights. It's They're going to keep doing that until they can't or whatever. Well, it's not even if he decides to come over, because he already decided to come over. He's just not allowed at the moment by the government of Russia. Yeah, he, re- he re-signed in Russia as well. He's going to play there probably for a few more years. If he's ever able to come over, the Flyers are going to maintain his rights. Um, Low-end possibility, I would say, of that at any point, given what we've seen transpire. You feel bad for the kid. You know, he was going to live the dream. He was going to come over and potentially play in the NHL as a you know professional goalie uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be a thing he's going to get to do. So can they do this tolling the contract thing like indefinitely? Like I'm not going to pretend believe... that I knew what that meant before because I absolutely did not. I've never heard, never that, heard that term, that term before. before. Suddenly everyone online was like an expert and tolling contracts, like everyone knew what that was. I've never heard it before, so I don't actually know if they can do it indefinitely, but I I guess theoretically they can. I don't know. I don't know how. It works. I'm being told they uh they told <laughs> oh, the contract. Oh, are you being told? You know, I'm being told, told by the official. You are being told. <laughs> I'm being, Your contract has been told. I'm being I'm told hearing. of the tolling. Um, yeah, I'm and by that I mean they put out they put out an official press release. That's that's how I know. Yeah. <laughs> I love the internet. I really fucking I know, it's do. The best. Like this. Like Charlie is a legitimate journalist. The man is a journalizer, Big J. Um, some of the people on, on Twitter, man, like, you ain't being told shit. You're seeing tweets. I'm being told by Elliot Friedman. Yeah, on by Elliot Friedman's Twitter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I personally listen to this podcast that millions of other people have listened to, and I'm being told. I'm hearing. Thank you. <laughs> I need all of our listeners to be a bit more discerning. That's all I'm going to say. That's like, stop with the retweets. Just don't. Yeah. Just don't. Um, yeah. But the guys that they Because did... we're all hearing that Carter Hart might be traded. Yeah. We're all hearing yes. that Danny Briere is listening to offers on Carter Hart. I'm we hearing know that this. the Flyers are considering taking a forward at the draft this, this year. See, I've heard they might take a defenseman. Mm. It could be either or. Interesting. Do you, you know if he'll be left or right-handed? Only right. Oh, only Left-handed right. defensemen are trash. We don't want any more of them. Have we ever, like, <laughs> has anyone ever looked into why this is, like, why there are no right-handed defensemen? Like, has I guess anyone ever... no one shoots. I guess it's like everyone holds their stick lefty. I don't know. I don't play hockey. This is something you're I, supposed to know. I just, like, there's plenty of left and right-handed forwards. I, I don't remember that ever being in it. Like, I've never heard, like, oh, well, you know what we need is a right-handed right-winger. We gotta find one of those. Like, I, I don't, I don't remember that ever coming up. Like, I've heard, okay, well, like, we want to put these three guys together, but they're all right-handed, so that's kind of, eh, maybe we can't make them align. But I've never heard, like, oh, there's such a glut of one and none of the other. I've, when why? we get 
when why we get is Jean this on the show? We can ask him. Jean that's Leclerc, great. Why are there no right-handed defensemen? That's that's a great point. That's that that is what we will do. We will get John McClare. <laughs> they just keep hiring people, which is good for us. Like those are podcasts that people people I like too. To. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kelly's a big John McClare fan. I love John McClare. <laughs> Who doesn't? I, it was always she is the one on the podcast that it, loves John McClare. No, I, it was when I was a kid. It was a thing. I loved Lindros. And everyone was like, Lindros is the P-word. Uh, it's LeClaire. He's the man. He scores 50 goals. It's like, well, yeah. He, like, Lindros From assisted Eric on Lindros, all of yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I like John LeClaire more than I like Eric Lindros. Let's not get crazy. But it was just a thing with some of the kids that you know I played hockey with and stuff. Like, no. Eric Lindros is awesome. You're all fucking insane. Um, but the players that the Flyers did uh, announce the qualifying offers to... Kate's Frost, uh, obviously both took big steps last season under John Tortorella, uh, hoping to see some more of Lixell. Ronnie Adderd, want to see some more of him. Cam York, I think, when they first called him up, was very good. Kind of went through a rough patch and then got things together again near the end of the season. Just looking for, I hope, as much ice time as he can possibly handle out of York next year. But I don't think there's many... Any surprises on who they did and didn't qualify? Like, they were never bringing Bellows back. Nah. I was, like, a little bit surprised they didn't qualify Wiley, but not... Like, he's just not very good. He might sign for an AHL-only contract. He he doesn't play every night for the Phantoms. Yeah. And at a certain point, I guess you just got to ask yourself, what's the point here? I was just going to say, yeah, what's the point? It's it's actually a good sign that they're not like, oh, AHL lifer, cool, let's just keep him around forever. Like, the Phantoms are actually going to be used for prospects. And yeah, you need a certain amount of guys who are just AHL professionals because they're grown men and prospects are teenagers and 21 year olds. And like someone has to be a grown man out there. Uh, but for the most part, it, I think it's a good sign that they're like, Oh, career phantom. Uh, we don't give a shit then. And also there's like, maybe we're getting away from the whole sunk cost thing that I think the flyers have caught themselves up in for a long time. Like just because we drafted this guy and just because he's been around for a little while doesn't mean we have to keep him and keep pretending that he might be good someday. Like, we can just say, okay, everyone tried. Good luck. Be on your way. Which is something <laughs> that the Flyers way. really need to work on doing. Yeah. Agreed. Like, they double down way too much on guys that aren't good. Rest and just, they time. stay yeah. around forever. And it's yes. like, we've never seen him up here. What What are we doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> why is he taking up a roster spot? Just because then, you know yeah. his name, you could a find a contract spot, a roster spot. We yeah. don't need it. Good luck, All right. Buddy. Do we have anything else on the team itself? Has anything happened? I mean, other than they signed a bunch of guys to contracts, they hired a bunch of people, they fired a bunch of people. Someone's stepping down. You know, a lot's been going on. They the big thing are doing stuff. for me this week is that the Glitters won the cup. That's they what I wanted that. to get to finally to wrap up. Uh, Steph's favorite team. Actually, I thought you were out on Vegas. I was I just going to were... say, I thought Driver said that she was over. I know. I was I was out on Vegas. I got to tell you, I didn't cry when they won the cup. I, I was out on them. But 
still- they finally won, so I can't be out on them anymore. The reason I was out on them is because they were so good for so many years and never won the cup, and now they did. To be so- fair, you were the, the Glitter Knights fan on the show, so. Right, I was the only one. Bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, the Glitters, the Glitters in their literally glitter jerseys won the cup, and that was such a delight. I'm very it's happy It's very weird to me. Like, I wasn't rooting for them. But it's weird to me that people hate them so much. And like it's so it's so and funny the to me. The reason that they hate them is you haven't been miserable like I have. And therefore yeah. I hate you. Like that's such a shitty reason Which to not like them. It's something. it's it's especially like it's funny for us now because it's gonna be, you know, fifty, sixty years before the Flyers, you know, win their third Stanley Cup. But <clears throat> The Golden Knights just broke the Flyers' record for quickest expansion team to win a cup. Like, it was seven years for the Flyers. Vegas did it in six. We are that team. Like, we did that. (laughs) Right. But, uh, uh, you know, it was 50 years ago. This is your future, Vegas. Look look at what we're going through. (laughs) This is your future. When Ed Snyder was still alive, uh, he did an interview, and he said, I can't believe how hard it has been to win the third cup. Like, because the first two, he got basically right away, and they're in the final, competing for the third one, the third year. Like, they're there in 76, and then they get there a bunch of times after that, and it just never happens. Just prepare yourselves, if you are a hardcore Vegas fan, the bad times will come. They come for us all, you know, the Philadelphia oh, yes. Flyers, premier organization in the league, um, have been spiraling. They have been circling the drain for a decade now. It comes for us all. But enjoy this. It, man, they are doing, did you see their parade plans? Saturday right night. Right down the strip. Saturday at 7 amazing. p.m. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you why I wish get, we could uh, be I there. might try to get a plane ticket. Like, not even a room, just go and come back. No. Every NHL franchise (laughs) needs to learn some lessons from the way the Golden Knights do their game presentation, the way they do their fan interaction. Like, they are... I have never had as much fun at a hockey game as I had at that stupid Golden Knights game that we went to 100 years ago. It was really cool. It was incredible. And you can say whatever you want about their fans. People They're out there in, man. are into it. They're into it. They're in. They give so much of a shit about and, this team. Like maybe they won't in ten years if they're gar- if they're garbage. But to be quite honest with you, the fucking farg is empty all the time too. So we're not any better. Yep. Yeah, like walk around the team. Walk yeah. around Philadelphia and ask who led the team in goals this year. Just ask ten Nobody random people. Knows. You know, the answer is going to be, get the fuck out of my face. Like, nobody has Some dude dressed up as Elmo on the strip in Vegas knows who Mark Stone is, I can guarantee you. Yes, 100%. Um, I, I, on top of all of the fan presentation and all the, all the extra shit, it would be nice if everyone in the league looked at Vegas and went, take big swings. We all need more glitter in our jerseys. Take... Take every, like, when there's a great player available, he never doesn't fit your timeline. Just to throw that one out there. Uh, you know, like, Jack Eichel's available? Oh, man, that's kind of a risk. Yeah, he's awesome, but coming back from this, we'll see. No, go get Jack Eichel, because he's really good. 
oh, Mark Stone's available. Go get him. Like, yeah. oh, Alex Petrangelo, sign him. Like, it's... It, we'll figure it out later. You have people that understand that a guy like Marcheseau is fucking good, and when an idiot GM makes that available to you, you well, snatch it up immediately because the you, entire... know, you know what they don't know. And that's the, the ticket. I'm hoping Danny Briere can know things that other GMs don't know about their and, own players. And when another GM gives you a gift, accept it. The entire idea that, oh, well, the, the expansion draft rules were just so, they were just so easy for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now listen, was it maybe more advantageous than what the Columbus Blue Jackets or the, the Thrashers went through? Sure. Also, that's good. Because Columbus has been irrelevant the entire time they've been in the league, and Atlanta isn't in Atlanta anymore. Like, those early 2000s expansion teams were garbage, and it didn't help the league a little bit. This is good. Like, Seattle and Vegas being good is good. But it wasn't the rules. It really wasn't the rules. It was the GMs fucking up royally. Oh, well... We we have to we have to protect a guy. They can take one, but we we don't want it to be the one that they're gonna take. So here, take two. No, just give them one. <laughs> just give them one. Amazing. It, like, yeah, just stupid. That shit. will forever be one of the funniest expansion drafts. They figured it out a little bit more in Seattle, but the Vegas expansion draft was and like hilarious. That's, I, I do think like Vegas was legitimately good. And they they also got lucky. No one knew William Carlson was, I was this good. I was going to say, that's the you know? other thing. They, they also got lucky because no one, no one, no one, no one, including, I'm fairly sure, the Golden Knights front office, thought they were going to be good out of the gate. No. Yep. Not, like, they got extremely lucky. I got to tell you, though, the Misfits line oh, just... Oh, that was so awesome that oh, they did that. I oh, my that heart. That. Yeah, that was cool. So. My heart. The, I just... That... That endeared the the Golden Knights to me again. Like that was it. I just got goosebumps talking about it. Like that was that was the one for me. Every year, if anyone wants to send me a Golden Knights jersey, I am accepting donations. Every year when I watch the Cup presentation, like I have the same feeling of how much I want that for this city and how much I love hockey. And I how tear up fucking- every year. How fucking mad I am that things are the way they are here. And yeah. listen, it's it's not the f- fault of the current regime, but it is their job to fix it. Please. Mm-hmm. I am bet like I I hate because I love. Like I get so mad at you because I, I know what it can be when it's right. And I am forever jealous of the cities that get to experience this. It's been long enough. Please. Please figure this thing out, Jonesy and Danny. Like, LeClaire, you never got to lift the cup here as a player. Maybe you will as an executive. You got to do it in Montreal. You know how cool it can be. Patrick Sharp, you won three. Maybe win one here now. Like, you know, when I was it is watching, their job now to deliver watching, that cup to us. When I was watching Game 5, because we've been there, we're familiar with that arena, all I was thinking about was how cool is this environment right now like it was just a game it was a 60 minute long celebration because they knew they they, knew that they were winning that cup the vegas golden knights are gonna have to like start turning down free agents 
Like, sorry, we don't have enough roster spots. There is a salary cap. Who is not going to want to play? Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to live and party in Vegas. Uh, the team's awesome. There's no state income tax. Uh, the fans are great. <laughs> like, there are, There is no downside whatsoever to playing for the Vegas Golden Knights. They're no, going to have to none. start. They're going to have to start turning people down. I will say something that needs to change. I, I don't. Matt Kachuk playing with a, a fractured sternum. Dude. Um, oh, thank my you for God. bringing this up. Uh, I will say, while it's not good for kids to think that that's what you have to like, if you're playing high school hockey, you ain't going to the show. If you're concussed, what, don't play. It ain't worth yeah. it. Um, I will say, though, to accomplish. Oh, no, no. To accomplish something great. Everyone has to make some sort of sacrifice in their life, whether it is work-life balance, regardless. If the player himself is willing to put his long-term health on the line to accomplish something now, that is his right. I don't disagree, and I don't don't disagree that... I, I think that there is just, like, a limit, though, is my point. Like, Paul Maurice is already saying, like, don't expect the Panthers to make the playoffs next year because everyone's so fucking hurt that they're probably not even going to start the season. If they had won the Cup, yeah, would like, anyone Ekblad's care about that? Gonna, no. Ekblad's going to need Ekblad ankle surgery. had, like, surgery. a broken foot and yeah. two separated shoulders. Like, there, there just becomes a point, and it... It's kind of good that, I, I mean, like, there, there becomes a point when you're so hurt that you're hurting the team by being on the ice. And that's the point at which the coaching staff needs to say, listen, Matt Kachuk, love the enthusiasm, really want you out there, but, like, you can't lift your arms. So, like, we can't have you on the ice. Like, that's the point, like, that's... Like, grown-ups need to make that decision. I, un- I don't expect a hockey player to ever say, I'm not going to play because I'm too hurt in a Stanley right. Cup final. They're never going to. But especially, like, with goaltenders, like, there's a point when you're too hurt. You're going to fuck up your team. Like, you, like, someone has to say, no, too much. Like, if you physically can't do the things... Ekblad's like a freak because didn't he like score two goals like with the broken foot and the separated shoulders? Like he's a freak. Uh, but I just, I don't, I just don't think that there should be so much positive connotation put on the playing. Yeah, thing. it's, it's Completely not. Completely agree. It's not something no, it's that just, should for be me, celebrated, but it is like you get the fame, you get the fortune. You're not going to get your health too. Like, I, Re- no, I get it. Could get you it. could you preserve it somewhat? Like, don't play hurt, but you're still gonna get hurt. Like, it, it's if you're at risk of dying on the ice, maybe maybe don't play. Like a fractured sternum, you're at risk of dying on the ice. Maybe don't. Yeah, I feel like if you take a real hard hit with a fractured sternum, you're gonna have some real problems. Like that, you're gonna you're gonna 
impale your heart. Yeah, not good. <laughs> Maybe we don't do that. Which, to be fair, once they figured out he had a fractured sternum, he didn't play anymore, so that's good. That's true. And Excellent also, point. because be he fair, couldn't like, dress himself. I'm pretty sure if he had been able to dress himself. He couldn't get out of the bed. Like, his yeah. brother had to help him get, like, physically get up. So, yeah, like, it's a problem. But I can guarantee you that if it was up to Mac and Chuck, he would have probably found a way to, like, get himself out there because that's what they do and that's fine like i don't expect that to change at all especially in the final but i feel like as fan like the hockey media at the end of it needs to not be like oh this is just outstanding look at these warriors this is the greatest sport in the world like maybe just like eh. but it like, does do you show can, you wait, how much it means to them like if they're I, not I totally doing it, it they're not doing it like i if i fracture my sternum i ain't going to fucking work you know, and all I do is sit nope. down and do this. You know why? Because it doesn't mean that much to me. Like, right. they only do it because they seriously fucking love it. Also, oh, I know. it's because there's this ingrained mentality that they have to. And they that's to. bad. Like, that's yeah. bad. But, like, it's because they love it so much that they're willing to do it. Like, yeah. uh, Kelly, you watched 90s wrestling. You're at least somewhat familiar with it. I saw yeah. an interview with Shawn Michaels a couple years ago where he said, they asked him, like, you know, how you feeling? He, at one point, missed four years of his career with a back injury. Like, they had, like, you know, 30 years in the ring. How you feeling? He's like, listen, I didn't get into this thinking I'm going to make all the money in the world. I'm going to see the world, have the time of my life, be famous, and also not have aches and pains. Like I, that wasn't going to be that wasn't on the table for me. I was going to yeah. I was going to either be healthy or be rich and famous. Like mm. it, it wasn't going to be both. And fair. I, if he's willing to do it, he did it. Like yes, there is a point where it's the man can't dress himself. Paul Maurice needs to go. There's no way you can possibly help us. Uh yeah. but also professional sports teams have awesome drugs. But that's not good either, William. <laughs> However, so <laughs> it's yes, not incorrect. It's, it's bad, but it's true. Like, I know, oh yeah, shoot I it know. up, shoot it up. At, like he's not able to get dressed, but once you shoot it up, he might be able he's to give fine. you fifteen minutes. Like, I mean, how, I I know that there's no way Aaron Ackblad was putting a broken foot inside a hockey skate without being injected with many many substances. No, that would really hurt. Have you ever put on a skate? They're tight. <laughs> They're very tight. I just, they, I kind of assume, in my head, I assume that, like, at the end of the game, they just take the blade off the one skate and he wears the skate for it's, two weeks. That's straight. my thought, too. You can't just, take he's, it off. He's walking around on a skate. Yeah. You know, could they do have, and it's like, acting as a splint. The skates now do have the removable blades and everything, so he's just walking around. Like, whenever you're wearing, like, the old Gretzky note, like, if you're wearing, like, a, a pair of, like, really uncomfortable heel, heels, like, as soon as you take them off, like, that's the moment that you fucked yourself because you can't put them back on. Like your whole foot cannot. Fun. So like, I actually on for the whole time. I'm fully on board with this theory that he just takes the blade off. Yeah. and was using you, using the the skate like a walking you can't boot. Can't take it off. Do you remember when we were kids? There were these uh, Gretzky sneakers, and they were kind of made to look like skates. Like they had I like don't remember them. Oh yeah, I like don't. it's all they had like the big thick laces, uh, like skates, and there was like the the bottom had like. Not a blade, but the markings on the bottom were kind of oh, yeah, meant yeah. to look like a skate. Yeah, that's all I'm picturing is like these big goofy <laughs> shoes, but actually, no, they're fucking skates. 
Uh, no, that's they said about. I'm convinced. Chemo, I'm now convinced. They said about chemo teaming and all the time, like in between periods, he could never have his skates sharpened because he blocked so many shots. He'd never get his skates back on because his feet were so like. No, sorry, yeah. it's it's way too swollen. Ain't happening. Can't can't get my skates sharpened unless you can do it with my just, legs still in there. I would just like to see hockey generally take an approach. I know we've talked about this a million times where it's like not necessarily bad for a guy to be like healthy scratched for a few games in, you know, March or something just to like let them get their shit together. Like this whole idea that you have to play hurt. It's just not, it's not good for the the guys, but outside of that, it's not good for the sport. It's not good for the game. Like if guys are always playing hurt, the product suffers. So like maybe we make it so it's not, a whole ass thing. Like, oh, I was Travis oh. Konechny, healthy scratch. What's happening? Ugh. Like, maybe he just, his foot hurt. Let him sit down for a game. It's not a big deal. I don't want to see He can't get it. his boot on. Like, I think that that's legitimate. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see it become the NBA in terms of load management, because at a certain point, it's not fair to the season ticket holders a little bit that they're getting half a product a lot of the time. However... If the Flyers are, you know, have back-to-backs on the road, you know, maybe everyone doesn't need to play the Wednesday after the Tuesday. Like, every now and then, that can't be the worst thing in the world to kind of keep your guys a little healthy. Especially if you are anticipating making the playoffs. Exactly. Like, the playoffs at this point are a war of attrition. Like, you look at what Florida had left at the end there. Like, oh, yeah, they have nothing in the tank. Yeah, because their best player has a fractured sternum. Their best defenseman's foot doesn't work. Of course they have nothing left in the tank. Like, look at that Colorado team from last year. Gabe Landeskog is never going to be the same. They're still fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the other thing. Like, the NHL really needs to take a hard look at the way they have just made this conscious decision to not call any penalties in the playoffs or to call them in like really weird ways. Because this, again, I understand the thought behind it. Like we're like, nope, we're not going to get in the way of the players. We're going to let them do this themselves. It's the playoffs. We can't, whatever. But like, it's not good for the sport or the product for in the final half of the best players are completely fucked because they've been getting interfered with and hit and slammed into and slashed for the previous three rounds because they don't fucking call anything. It's not good. Like, not just good. call the same penalties that you always call. I don't understand the point of this. It's not Especially- good for, like, the eight seed to beat the one seed simply because they literally murder all of the best players on the one. Like that didn't happen this year, but I'm saying like, that seems to be what the lower seeded teams aim to do. Let's just hurt as many of the good guys as we can. They're not going to call anything. And then we'll be even. And like, that's not good for the sport. Like, you don't like the NBA doesn't want to see LeBron out in the first round of the playoffs because someone punched him in the head or whatever. Like that's not good for the sport. You want your best players playing for as long as possible because they're entertaining no, and good. They, they spe- the NBA specifically developed like the flagrant foul and like different rules because the Detroit Pistons were like, let's just beat the shit out of Michael Jordan. And it right. worked. And then they stopped letting them do that. And Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the goal should be for a player like Connor McDavid 
to be able to do Connor yeah. and David things you, in the playoffs for as should, long as possible. You shouldn't want the conversation to be, oh, McDavid's awesome, but what's he done in the playoffs? I don't know if a guy like that, you can win with him? I don't know. You should yeah. not want that to be the conversation. Doesn't play the right kind of game for the yeah. playoffs. Like, what are you on about? He's the fucking sickest player in the oh, league. Oh, the, the, but... en- the most entertaining, most skilled guy by fucking far. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Don't, I don't know if, quite know if you fam. can win like that. Like, yeah. What? what? <laughs> then that's, that's that's wrong, and you need to wrong. fix that. And, that like, the, the intensity, the physicality, that's all well and good. But, like, stick penalties? We're, we're, we're just good with stick. No! Call the obvious obstruction. Call the, call the obstruction. <laughs> like, call slashing the, like, is the bad. the obvious headshots, the yes. charges. Like, just call the penalties. The game will still be physical if you call the penalties. Yeah, these guys are coked and Adderalled out of their mind. There's no slowing them <laughs> down. Like, no. uh, not allegedly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, there's no there's no slowing them down. The games will still be intense and physical because yeah. these guys are fucking on crack. But, uh, like, <laughs> I don't know if I... Alleg- there's allegedly. only, like, four places you can crack. still get crack, so... Nah. And, like. The Flyers no, aren't in rich. it. They don't, yeah. They're going to do yeah. crap. Yeah. The Flyers aren't in it, and that's one of the places. So I, I, <laughs> there's no AC team. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. Yeah, The, the like games the will like still when, be physical and intense if you call the penalties. Yeah. And, and F, if at the end of the playoffs, fans are talking about the officials, you have failed as a, as a league, as an organization. Yep. That should never be a Easily. conversation. That's, like, did, Wes McCauley needs to be fucked off into the sun. <laughs> like, enough already with the nonsense. It what? should not be He is a not the star. How can... He just does not get it that he is not the star. Wes McCauley, get over how yourself. Can, how can Gary Bettman sit there and watch a referee become a fucking circus act and be like, this is good? I know. It's unbelievable. You know what we should do with that guy? We should actually give him some games in the final. Like, yeah. Nobody wants been, this. How, yeah. like, what is the argument for Nobody it? wants this. Like, like how is there? I saw a tweet today with, that was just kind of like, oh, the ratings were down. It was just like a very, like, news reporty tweet. And I read the comments and, like, two-thirds of them were people saying that the way that the game is played in the playoffs is unwatchable. And so they didn't watch it. And like, I don't know who any of these people are. It wasn't like a Flyers-centric tweet. These weren't like Flyers Twitter people. It was just people saying, I couldn't watch these playoffs because the officiating was so bad. Like, that should not be a conversation that your fans are having, ever. No. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Uh, I think that's all for today. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Of course, on Wednesday, June 28th, come to the draft party. At Sports and Social in live at down at the uh, sports complex, the casino there. It was a great time last year. We're geared up to have even more fun this year. All sorts of stuff going on. So make sure you make it out there. And make sure you give us those goddamn five-star reviews. Do it. All right. That's all for us today. Uh, Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Steph. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports?